Well, as you know, many of, uh, many of you heard this morning that tonight we have a special night talking about the future of the Engage Network, uh, talking about what that's going to look like as we raise up and push leaders through the pipeline of raising up more and more people in Sailorville, the network as a whole, to be leaders right here at Sailorville and future leaders out in the church plants and lead in the secondary roles. You're going to be hearing more about that tonight. So for our pastoral spotlight tonight, I'm going to be wrapping up just briefly our uh, Pursuit of Happiness series, uh, which I'm really excited. It's been a joy to be able to teach this series along with John, as we talked about just by way of reminder our first week that God is for his own glory. He's for his own name, and that's what he's all about. That's what he's about doing in the world, is making himself even more famous and making himself even more known, moving one day towards where the waters of the earth will be, will, everyone will know him like the waters cover the sea. The knowledge of the Lord will be like that. And that we as human beings have been made for the glory of God, as Isaiah 43 verse 7 tells us, everyone who is called by my name, this is God talking here, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. To glory is to delight, to adore something, to attribute worth, weight, and value to it. And if human beings are made in the image of God, we're made for his glory To be made for God's glory is to live the way that we were designed to live. The way that we were made, what we were made for is for the glory of God and to live for anything else is to live against our design. I've shared this before, but uh, maybe it'll help you in understanding this a little bit more because it helps me. It's it's about food and that always helps me, I think. Uh, I remember the first time I had biscuits and gravy the proper way. I, was, uh, I was, had always grown up thinking that biscuits and gravy, where you took the biscuit and then you just dipped it into the gravy and took it out and ate it like that, thinking that that was the best experience you could have, and I rather enjoyed eating biscuits and gravy that way. But I was with a friend of mine's family at the Cracker Barrel, and I ordered the biscuits and gravy, and when I took it out, I, I, I did what I normally did and dipped it right into the bowl and ate it. My friend's mom looked at me and she said, what are you doing? I said, I'm eating biscuits and gravy. And she said, that is not how you eat biscuits and gravy. And she reached across the the table and opened up the biscuits for me and put the gravy on top of it. I said, wow, that's incredible. (laughs) I thought I was enjoying it, and I had no idea what I was missing out on because I wasn't enjoying it properly. (laughs) That year, I gained at least 70 pounds. You laugh at that, it's a really hard year for me. (laughs) But when we don't understand, we think there's a level of enjoyment to the life that we live, but if we aren't living it the way that God has designed it, we don't know what we're missing out on. And our greatest delight and our greatest pleasure is to live the way that we were designed to live. And so God, the most loving thing he can give to us is himself. And to not give us himself is pure hatred because he's holding back from us what is going to make us most joyful and most happy in this life. So happiness comes from pursuing God's glory. But what I want us to think about tonight is what is, what about pursuing lesser pleasures? Lesser 
pleasures in this life that God has given to us to enjoy. Like John talking about last week, his beef and rice with the ground beef and the cheese on top of it with Doritos crumpled on top. I was listening to that. I'm thinking, bro, you know that's Hamburger Helper, right? (laughs) You know, and just his love and the pleasure. Okay, Marilyn, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. (laughs) But the pleasure that he talks about and the joy that came from that. Now, that's a a lesser pleasure for sure, but pleasurable none the last. But what about enjoying the fruits of our labor? Is that okay? Is that all right in this life? Well, I want to submit to you that not only is it okay, but scripturally it's right to do so. This is what the writer of Ecclesiastes tells us. Behold, what I've seen to be good and fitting is to eat, drink, and find enjoyment in all the toil in which one toils under the sun, the few days of his life that God has given him, for this is his lot." Everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and power to enjoy them, to accept his lot and rejoice in his toil. This is what? The gift of God. So if God has blessed you, you shouldn't feel guilty or wrong enjoying the fruit of your labor. But knowing that those, the fruit of your labor is a foretaste of what is to come. It's the appetizer to the dinner to God where pleasures are found forevermore at his right hand. I'm an experiences guy. I love concerts, sports, cities, landscapes, new places, old places, travel, you name it. But if I'm not careful, I can ruin all my experiences by having too much hype around them. My wife was always telling me, stop talking about it because you're going to ruin it by the time we do it. But when I think about those things, those things that I enjoy and I like to partake in, when I ruin them is because I give them too much awe. I put too much of my happiness into those things. I give them too much awe in my life, overawing the experiences that I enjoy. Psalm 49 verse 16 tells us this, do not be over odd when others grow rich, when the splendor of their houses increase. So the psalmist tells us the problem isn't money, but how much awe you get from it. Awe is a natural reaction to beauty, to surprising things. The psalmist isn't saying don't have any awe, but don't overly awe the lesser things in life. That is, don't put too much weight or too much hope in things that aren't the superior awe of God. You think about money, relationships, kids, career, movies, popularity, affirmation, all those things. If you're putting too much awe in those things, they'll always disappoint you. I went to a concert the other night, and I remember thinking in the middle of it, thinking, this is nothing compared to Jesus. And you know what? I was able to enjoy the concert after that because I didn't put too much awe in it and I was able to enjoy the pleasure that came from it. I took my daughter the other day to Wrigley Field and I'm not even a Cubs fan, but you got to make a Mecca pilgrimage to uh, Wrigley at some point in your life. And we went there. (laughs) We went there together. And what I didn't do when I posted this picture, she's doing the peace sign. All the kids at school are doing that. She's really cool. And what I didn't do when I posted this online, though, is say, first time to Wrigley, after trying to go two other times and getting rained out, this is awesome. I didn't write on there, 
but I want you to know that Jesus is a lot better than all these things. Now, why didn't I write that? Why didn't I Jesus juke that moment and say that this is, this is better than all those things? Because God says it's okay for you to enjoy those things that he's given to you. And your life should say, obviously, you believe that this isn't better than Jesus. If you're always going and doing these things and, sp- and skipping church, skipping your cell group time, skipping things when opportunities come up, that's an evidence that you think these are better than God. You're putting too much awe in these things. And here's the point tonight. You will never find happiness as long as you give someone or something in your life more awe than God. You'll never find happiness if you give something or someone more awe than God. That's why man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Piper takes that and changes one word, changes the and to by. He says man's chief end is to glorify God by enjoying him forever. So how can you glorify God most supremely in your life? The greatest way is to enjoy him with everything that you have. He's the only one who can't be overawed. The more that you experience God, the more that you get to know him, you don't go, I'm putting too much weight on God. I'm putting way too much awe on who he is. No, it doesn't happen with God. And that's the only way to find pleasure, is to pursue God with everything that you have, knowing that that is what you were made for. But we live in a fallen world, and we always have this tension, finding true happiness in the greatest awe and not in the lesser awes. So spending time in God's word, going through these things and growing closer and nearer to God and growing in him is how you delight when you find greater awe in Christ than the created things. God in heaven, I thank you. I thank you that you cannot be exaggerated. You can't be overawed. God, we were made for you and our hearts are restless until they rest in you, has been famously said, and it is so very true. We were made for your glory and when we live in that, we experience satisfaction, joy, and pleasure looking forward to the greatest pleasure of knowing Jesus face to face. And in the meantime, we can enjoy the world that you've given to us with the correct perspective, with hearts that are big for you and not looking to lesser things, putting too much weight in them. God, I pray you bless our time together tonight. Thank you for the opportunity to gather. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.